The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, brother from another mother, the Swave and Day Boner, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, Playboy? I want to know... Boxers. No. That's not the question? I, I No, that's not. That will never be the question. I feel like that could be the question <laughs> not anytime soon Shit. Um, <sighs> i want to know how your bro breakfast went with perry a couple weeks ago oh it was fun man yeah we had a um we had a moment actually so we went to breakfast we had a good time and then um at one point my son was with us you know my uh my son lincoln was with us and at one point lincoln had dropped his sippy cup onto the floor well dustin reached for the sippy cup and i reached for the sippy cup as well and what happened was we both found each other's hands briefly and we had a little bit of a moment just a just a little bit of a moment there um it was kind of a beautiful one you wish you would have with me i mean i don't feel like it's too much to ask but yeah (laughs) (laughs) shit (laughs) I thought about driving up because he had messaged me because I was already talking to him about other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't. didn't I didn't want it. to interrupt your moment with him. You uh, could have came up, pal. You could have came up. It would have been fun. It was damn early, but it would have been fun. Yeah. Yes, sir. You could have come up the night before and stayed the night at my at my casa. And we could have, uh, I don't know, cuddled or something. We'd figure it out. Huh. We'd figure it Your out. Your house is pretty full these days, to be honest. Yeah, we are pushing maximum density over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, <clears throat> that is for sure. That is for sure. So, yeah. So, what's new with you, my friend? Um, Kicking off Paracon shit. All the fun stuff is happening, right? I, um, To be honest, and I think you knew this. A lot of my good friends knew this. I didn't know if I was going to be involved again. Yeah. I was thinking about back in that. But it's not that. It it's not that I don't enjoy doing it. It just sure. takes. Dude, it's a, a lot. It's a big. It is a big weekend. It's a big undertaking. I get it, man. Well, yes, yeah. the 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 even if I'm at home working on it, it's it still like pulls you away from family time. Of course. Um. Yeah. You know, my wife's used to it, but every year yeah. it gets bigger and bigger, so it takes more and more of my time. Yeah. Um, and I do I do most of the organizing for it, of course, so I... I, I but, so I started early this year, because this year's going to be massive. Yes. 
Yes. I don't have any announcements yet on people, but there's going to be some uh, bigger names that you know this year. Nice. Um, it's going to be You fun. and I have talked about a few of them already. Right, right. Um, yeah, so we got a place. The place we got this year, yeah. the vendor room, is three <laughs> times the size of that vendor room last year. Yeah. So which was pretty big. It was pretty damn big. Um, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, the The picture that you showed me blew me away. Blew me away. This year is going to be ridiculous. Absolutely. And that's just one of the rooms. There's hallways. Uh, well, so the speaker room is about a third of no, about two thirds the size of that room. Oh, cool. That's even better though. A little more intimate. Get them together. Yeah. 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 Um. But there, I could fit 200 vendors in the building if I if, if people want to be vendors. I mean, I I don't foresee getting that many, but I could fit 200 if I got them. Now, can you tell us what the uh, what the venue is at this? Yeah, it's point? called the Ararat Shrine Temple. It's uh, another Masonic yeah. Order Lodge, and it's uh, it happens to be. Uh, I have a few good friends that are members of that lodge as well, so oh, cool. I got a good, a great deal on it. Couldn't pass it up. Well, yeah, absolutely. I actually have to miss part of one of my vacations this year to yeah, do it. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, you're going to be in, is it Colorado? I was supposed to be in Colorado for a week. Yeah. Um, I'll still be able to go out right afterwards, but I'll good. have to miss the first two days of it. That'll be good. Which is fine. It is what it is. I go to Colorado every year, so for sure. Yeah, which will be good. So yeah, vendor booking will be book. will start this weekend, and the more vendors I get, the more uh, talent I could bring in. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's always fun. That's always fun. I tell you though, the the vendors you had last year was quite impressive. It really was. I know it's so so far this year. Yeah, I've gotten a couple dozen requests for vendor information from vendors that i've never had before so it's That's already like idea. blowing up this year well so. you know you look at the caliber of people you're bringing in and every year it's more and more and more and bigger and bigger and bigger i mean jesus bro yeah it's it's pretty amazing you know it's like last year i thought oh wow this is amazing the year before i thought oh wow this is amazing how could he possibly do better you know what i mean like and every year you you do better you go farther you go bigger it's it's pretty impressive bro yeah and i i don't i know that i'm not the biggest out there but i think there's a lot of things about my event that a lot of the other bigger ones are lacking and sure. i think that's a sense of um you know, there's a like a social sense of everybody getting along, and yeah. Let and, me and let uh, me just go on on record and say this too, okay? Because I've been to a lot of you know paranormal conferences and things of that nature, and with the conferences, the the talent that is brought in, they're not really accessible. They are, they're accessible as in you could walk up to their table, you can get an autograph, you can shake hands, you can take a selfie, you can do that sort of thing, but. At the KC Paracon, you can go outside and have a cigarette with these people. You can, you know what I'm saying? Like you can. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more personable. You get a lot more FaceTime and a lot of time that other people aren't privy to. If that makes sense. So 
it it's just a lot it's a lot more intimate it's a lot more personable it's just a good freaking time you know and so that's one thing that sets your paracon above the rest yeah that 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 sums it up i think i might use that clip there it is <laughs> cut it, yeah, so it'll be, it put uh, it out there whatever you need july 31st and august 1st in kansas city missouri uh, it's close to the stadiums um yeah so close to the it's, stadiums it's got, then another thing this year that we didn't have last year parking it has over 600 parking spots so holy crap i don't think have a problem with with parking this year which should be great as well that's nice damn 600 and spots. i have uh yeah and i have good work the, the the possible investigation locations are also expanding so there'll be more after hours events this year with investigations and different kinds of uh um it's not really a class but there, there'll be other presentation after hours types presentations oh, and bro. stuff this year so um that's cool and it's early, so I, I'm just in the process of getting everything, uh, even the ideas together. But like I said, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do this year. And then I'm glad you. Did. I was going to. I decided a couple weeks ago that I was going to look at the logistics to see, because for me, I have to do it bigger. I, I don't see, I don't feel like doing it. Like if I'm not excited about making it bigger, yeah. I wouldn't feel like I would be able to put everything into it. So I was looking sure. at the logistics of doing it bigger and the way that I want to do it. And then like a week later, we had a new venue. We had some <laughs> talent. We had... It, it, it just starts just to kind of fall into place. your lap and there. Like yeah. the right prices. And all of this stuff is just... We have a whole new event management software system that we get to use this year that um, I had no idea that we would even get accepted to use this what? system. So Damn. it's a total event package. It'll be where all of our sales go through, um, all of everything. So nice. it manages everything from talent to um, to day of sales and stuff. Jesus so. Christ, dude, that's impressive. And yeah, that all happened in a week. So I figured, wow. well, what the hell? Yeah, I'm because now you got it. seven months basically to plan this. So yeah. I That's will be good. announcing the first special guest on February 1st. Do I get to come this year? Do I get to come back? Of course. Oh, okay, cool. I'm like, or is that, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's not that. like I don't have the room this year. Oh, okay. So that was the deciding factor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, my God. Now, did we, um, I don't know if you saw this. I, I I wanted to pull this up real quick before we get into the the meat and potatoes of stuff. Okay. All Let right. me see if I could pull this up. It's a it's a news a news article that I came across. Um, was just released. God, I think I think today actually, the Doomsday Clock which we have spoken about numerous times, but the doomsday clock is now closer to midnight than ever before in history. We're now 100 seconds away. 100 seconds to midnight, guys. Um, 
The iconic doomsday clock symbolizing the gravest perils facing humankind is now closer to midnight than ever um, since its creation in 1947. To underscore the need for action, the time on the doomsday clock is now being expressed in seconds rather than minutes. Uh, today, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientist Science and Security Board, in uh, consultation with the Bulletin's, uh, Bulletin's Board of Sponsors, which includes 13 uh, Nobel laureates, uh, moved the doomsday clock from two minutes to midnight to 100 seconds to midnight. Um, man, just uh, crazy. Here's a quote from them. Uh, by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, uh, here's a quote. Humanity continues to face two simultaneous existential dangers, nuclear war and climate change. Uh, they are compounded by a threat multiplier, cyber-enabled information warfare that undercuts society's ability to respond. The international security situation is dire, not just because these threats exist, uh, but because world leaders have allowed the international political infrastructure for managing them to erode. Now that says a lot in that little paragraph right there. That says a lot about what the scientific community is thinking about just uh, politics and kind of where we're at right now with politics and all that stuff. That says a lot. So kind of crazy stuff, mm. my friend. Kind of crazy. porn. It really is kind of doom porn. I get that. Um, but Jesus Christ. My first Christ. story is doom porn, too. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, let's do it. And it's, uh, to me, this is scarier than, oh, I, oh. I mean, politics is scary, but, um. Yeah, politics scares the shit out of me. I think unless the powers that be want to kill off everybody that <laughs> gives them all their money and resources, uh, I don't think there's going to be a World War Three where nuclear war weapons are used. I don't I think, see it necessarily. I think that it may be that like a rogue person yeah. may launch something, and there may be a nuclear attack somewhere on the planet. Yeah, but I don't see everybody wiping each other out. Yeah. I, I, I know it could happen. I I think that other things are more possible, sure, or more probable. I mean, than that, like this. Um, well, even if it's not this one, I think that something like this could be the end of us. Okay. Um. The the coronavirus. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and apparently, Nostradamus predicted a killer virus. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this comes from. Uh, Mysterious universe. Okay. Um, even though he passed away in 1566, Nostradamus correctly predicted many events that happened after his death, such as the rise of Hitler and Napoleon, in addition to the 9-11 attacks on America. And based on recent events, it seems as though another one of the French prophet's predictions has come true. Huh. In one of his passages, he wrote, The great plague of the maritime city will not cease until there be avenged the death of the just blood, condemned for a price without crime, of the great lady outraged by pretense. Okay. <laughs> now, there's a lot to though, unpack there. So. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it seems as though he was predicting the SARS-like outbreak that happened, that's happening right now in the world. An outbreak of a new coronavirus started in China 
and it spread to different countries around the world, Thailand, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and Taiwan in the United States. Wow. Uh, it says, as for the maritime city that was mentioned in the passage, a conspiracy theorist has an idea of the location Nostradamus was referring to, the start of SARS, and preponderance of cases in, are in China, many of which are in Hong Kong. Therefore, is reason to view Hong Kong as the maritime city. Now, I I haven't read a whole lot on the coronavirus. Is it part of SARS? That I don't know. Is it related to SARS? Oh, they keep mentioning SARS. Right, right. Let's see here. Anyways, uh, the great lady could possibly be Yu Wei, who was previously the Chinese health minister and who helped to control the SARS virus. So far, the deadly Chinese coronavirus, which has flu-like symptoms that include coughing, fever, shortness of breath, and difficult breathing has affected approximately 500 people with 17 deaths. That's not very big. Right. I mean, it doesn't seem, yeah. yeah. Says what's even more frightening is that scientists have warned the public that as many as 10,000 people could have caught the SARS-like. So they keep saying SARS-like virus. I think they're throwing it in there to scare people. Yeah, it, it seems like that. Um... So far, there's only been one diagnosed case in the United States in the state of Washington. As a man in his 30s caught the virus while visiting Wuhan. Huh. It says it is believed that the virus originated in snakes and spread to humans. I did hear that. I did hear that. So there's also a... um, Another Nostradamus prediction that could be interpreted as this as well, or something like this, if this blows up and this is massive, or any any virus that comes out of China. they um, Some of his predictions interpreted as the there will be a war between the East and the West, that China what? will attack the world, and that could be read as war or a virus oh my god and it was supposed it's supposed to happen in the early 2000s and technically we're still very much in the early 2000s oh yeah for sure oh god we're all gonna die <sighs> yeah i think so I mean, it's coming it's something like this how how do you fight this dude uh... i know that there's scientists working on this kind of stuff but it's, yeah, it's but... gonna happen it's There's going to be months. some virus that comes through and wipes out a good por- portion of our population. It happens every few hundred years. So it's going to be like Resident Evil or it's going to be like The Walking Dead or something of that matter, well, right? That's a little bit of a stretch. You're a little bit of a stretch, Koopsik. Those I didn't ask for your fucking like opinion. Disease-ridden <laughs> zombies attacking people. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe okay. Maybe it's but a that little type far-fetched. of virus uh, just kills the person. I <laughs> think would be be more likely. Yeah, and it just kind of wipes us all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just start bleeding from every orifice, and man, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Fun times. Fun times. Yeah, had by all. Had by all. I'm telling you. I don't know, man. I do think that. 
of, of all the doomsday type scenarios or whatever, that is the most likely. Something like you were just explaining, like an outbreak, right? Something. And it's so damn fast spreading or maybe it's airborne or what have you. And it's just, I mean, shit. <sighs> so how long until it gets here? I mean, it's already in the United States. So the thing about it is I don't know what the time is between contact and when you actually start so- showing symptoms. Well, it if it's any good amount of time, it could have already started to spread. Right. Even more than they know or uh, that we've seen. 500 infected is, is nothing, but that 500 infected could grow very fast. Sure, sure. If each one of them infects a couple of people and then they infect a couple of people, mm-hmm. you know, the Chinese have a billion people. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Which is, oh my God. And then India's right next door. Right. It's scary, dude. It's scary shit. I just don't know, man. I don't know. My guess is those 500 people are the ones that they didn't just kill off. They probably have more cases and they just, you know, shuttered them away and killed them off. If they're... I, I, I'm guessing that if the Chinese, if it's the Chinese that are reporting 500 cases, it's probably much bigger than that already. Yeah, probably. Most likely. God. Have you seen how many freaking UFO sightings have been happening just in the last, like, week? Jesus. I've seen a few stories, yeah. UFO over New Jersey. Um, I mean... <laughs> triangular shaped light shooting out of the sea like what god jerusalem like all over the damn place bro like there was a fucking ufo caught on a ring doorbell you know one of those doorbell cameras Mm -hmm. apparently there's a ufo captured on that on one of those sons of bitches are you kidding me was it really a ufo was it just a fucking plane whatever it's super. You know weird. they come in flaps. They come in. Um, yeah. It it like ebbs. And waves. It ebbs and flows. Right. So why is that? Just to scare you. Shut up. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> My God. So yeah, I have a story here. It says a canine. Bites a cow. A uh, cow? Yeah, a cow. The deputy that was with the canine or whatever then tases the canine. Then the cow kicks the deputy. It's <laughs> <Just> a <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty day, man. Shitty day for this guy. I'm telling you. Oh, my Lord. That's good stuff, though. Good what stuff. I don't know. Stuff. Not a lot of other stuff. Like, I'm not going to talk about the UFO stuff. I, refuse. I, have, I have a story. That yep. the guy's name actually is the same name of a friend of ours. Oh, yeah? A good friend of yours. What do we got? The mysterious paranormal death of Christopher Case. No way. This is a story from January, from yesterday. Can on you do me, do me a favor? Yeah. Can you text me? Text me that article. Is there a way for you to I'll, do that? I'll message it to you. Okay. Okay. 
It's yeah. a story from a, a the story is brand new, but I think that took place in the nineties. That is nuts. That is nuts. Or maybe our our buddy Chris Case. Uh, maybe we just found him. You know, could that just be it? Or maybe he, he didn't really this disappear guy at all? stole that guy. Maybe he stole an identity. identity. So maybe our Chris Case that we know is a fucking imposter. Oh. All right, let's see. I'm going to get him on the phone. There are countless cases of mysterious deaths out there which have gone on to become imbued with unexplained mysteries and unanswered questions. Some of the more remarkable of these are those that involve some elements of the paranormal or supernatural. Leading the case, lending the case an air of ominous intrigue, one of these happened in Seattle in the United States where a successful professional young man turned up dead in a case that is orbited by talk of dark magic and witches. What? In April of 1991. So if he's if Chris is close to the same age as us, he was 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, I think, a couple years younger than us, but yeah, uh, right, the same ballpark. In April of 1991, 35-year-old Christopher Case seemed to have had everything going for him a successful artist manager at a seattle-based music company he was making good money and happy in his life and work he had no known enemies and was well liked by his peers so it was odd when his friends began to get an odd series of phone calls from a noticeably scared and addled case what in these calls he breathlessly claimed that someone was out to get him and that he was the target of a curse and that witch, that a witch was attacking him with supernatural powers and spells. Case's friend, Sammy Souder of Fayetteville, North Carolina, would later say of one such bizarre message. He said, they're after me. I am very, very afraid, extremely afraid. I could die from this. He said he was afraid in that the witch had been attacking him all night and cutting him. What? He said he woke up with little cuts on the ends of his fingers. Dude. Several other friends received similar disturbing calls from a very paranoid sounding case who was saying things like he had only one week left to live and they began to worry about him. It was very unusual because he had never expressed any interest in the paranormal and had been mentally sound and in good spirits, so for him to suddenly start making these wild, terrified claims of being targeted by a witch's curse was at the same time both alarming and outlandish. I wonder if he was, like, doing drugs or something like that, you know? I mean, maybe. It could be paranoid, schizophrenia kind of thing, too. Yeah, maybe, maybe. His friends, but usually, typically... Um, paranoid schizophrenia starts showing in late teens, early twenties. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean it can't. It can't. It definitely can pop up any time. So, but majority of the cases though. earlier in life. But anyways, his friends started to worry about his mental health. But before anything could be done, the whole strange situation would take a sharp turn for the dark and macabre. Oh. On. April 18, 1991, Case did not show up to work, and all calls to him remained unanswered. In light of the unsettling claims that Case had been making during the previous week, this was seen as a bit suspicious, so friends called the police to go to a Seattle apartment to see if he, if, see if he was all right. They forgot the word was. 
Anyways. <laughs> See if he all right. See if he all right, Doc. Get uh, it. Go get it. No one answered the locked door. Police left, but returned the next day to check again. What the fuck? That after would never happen. Check again after he was... There was still no contact from Case. Yeah. This time, the door was unlocked. The officers let themselves in, and what they found or what they would find was worse than anyone had imagined. There, in an empty bathtub, was the dead body of Christopher Case, fully clothed and seeming to be knelt in a prayer position. What? The body showed no signs of any injury or struggle. It would get even more mysterious when the area was searched. The scene of the death itself painted a rather bizarre picture. Around the body were ten burnt-out candles in, a, in an array of crucifixes and crucifixes scattered about. And indeed, the whole apartment was covered in crucifixes, amulets, and arcane talismans. This is so weird. Along the bases of the walls Sorry. and door frames were found carefully laid lines of salt. And the entranceway to the apartment held a strange geometric pattern drawn in salt as well. There were also found numerous books on witchcraft, black magic, and the occult everywhere. But most intriguing of all were series of handwritten letters that told a tale that further brought the death into the realm of the strange. Oh my god. The letters explained that Case had recently gone on a business trip to San Francisco, California, where he had met a woman who claimed to be an expert on ancient Egyptian music. Case had found this all fa fascinating as one of his hobbies was ancient music, and so the two had struck up a conversation. In the letter, Case claims that the woman had then made a pass at him, but that he had politely refused, stating the reason as being that he had been unnerved by her. My buddy Chris would never do that. <laughs> he wouldn't pass anybody up. <laughs> he would up. never pass anybody up. No, no. <laughs> He's a changed man. He is <laughs> the woman had apparently been, then became angry. Uh-oh. A witch, further threatening that she was going to put a curse on him. And although he didn't believe in witchcraft at the time, he had found it extremely unsettling. After that, Damn. his mind had apparently changed, and he had become ever more convinced that the woman had cursed him for spurning her advances due to a series of strange phenomena in his home. His letters speak of seeing a mysterious shadow figures roaming about in his apartment, waking up up covered in bruises and unexplicable cuts and other strange phenomenon to the point that he explains he had resorted to reading books on the occult to find ways to protect himself and had been looking for professional help or to help him when his with his paranormal problems. He also mentioned that he did not feel safe in his own home anymore and was spending much of his time staying at hotels, cowering away from the stranger and her dark magic. Yeah. Uh, the letter make the letters make for spooky reading, and authorities were convinced that Case was very serious about what he wrote and genuinely felt under threat. Wow. In the meantime, an autopsy was performed on the body, and the cause of death was found to be acute myocarditis. In oh. other words, a heart attack. Okay. 
This is strange for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that Case was a young, fit, healthy man who led a clean lifestyle, didn't smoke, didn't drink, and was found to have no history of heart issues in his family. There's also the condition of his body knelt in the bathtub, and the fact that his this and the melted candles around his body seem to suggest that he had been engaged in some sort of ritual right before he died. So it seems very odd that his heart attack would hit right at that precise time precise time it is also worth noting that this happened in the days right after he had started going on about witches and dark magis magic so it has been suggested that his heart attack he was suffered was not natural at all but rather the result of a dark spell wow uh, police interviews have shown that case had in no way believed in witches and paranormal and was level-headed, rational, professional. So what is it that would send him suddenly into this desperate state ranting about witches? Um, so, yeah. Dude. So weird. Apparently, this... Uh, it doesn't... That's the end of this article. So yeah. I don't know if there's was ever any follow-up or if they ever caught anybody or they just um, wrote it off as... Like, what do you even do? Yeah. Like, my God, man. It's just nuts. It's freaking nuts. But let's take a little break real quick. We will come right back with some more of the Ectoplasm Show. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Midi Space is the home of anything you want from films, music, and original shows ranging from all different topics of true crime, the paranormal, conspiracy, and so much more. You have to see it to believe it. Created by Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff, VidiSpace is truly the future of entertainment. Join now for 15 days free and only $9.99 per month after that. Go to vidi.space. It's another world. Everyone come to our world. I don't know if you want to come into our world, but it's pretty crazy. All right, peeps. Welcome back. Round two, Ectoplasm Show. All right. Koopsik, I came across this story. This kind of freaks me out a smidge. Um, not going to lie to you. And I, I don't know what it is about the sea, right? Like, just the sea kind of frightens me. Um, it's deep and scary. And there's big things it, in it's it. It's deep and scary. <laughs> so many different jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, speaking of, like, weird things here, right? This, this article, uh, this cryptozoological article, says, Bigger than a submarine, deep sea researchers film a gigantic fucking shark right but it's like this thing is uh 
very primitive or whatever, a research team from Ocean X was on a mission to catch a six-gill shark uh, with a diving boat. They explored the depths of the sea in search of the predator, whose genus existed long before the dinosaurs. And suddenly, the researchers found themselves in front of a specimen of this prehistoric shark. From the darkness of the deep sea, the beast emerged. The scientists were shocked not only because of the unexpected proximity to the creature, but also because of its size, which exceeded their own submarine. Um, nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it says, one of the researchers can be heard in this incredible video footage say, it's a monster. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be me. I would be that researcher. Now, it says, fortunately, there were no further incidents and the mission was successfully completed. Uh, the researchers uh, succeeded in attach, uh, attaching a satellite tracking device to one of the sharks, which enables the scientists to determine the whereabouts of the animal for research purposes. But, man, could you imagine coming across something that's larger than the than the craft that you're in? Like, yeah, this thing ew. looks absolutely... It looks ancient, okay? I mean, probably because it is, but it looks fucking ancient. Like, so weird, man. So weird. I don't know, bro. Like, if I were to ever come across something like that, I would probably pit my chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, just no thanks. No So they didn't try to catch it. They didn't try to catch it, but they did put a tracking device on it so they could further study it. Um, and who knows? That's man, there not might be, why. There might they be wanted more. to put a tracking device on it so they could stay the hell away from it. <laughs> they put the tracking device on so they could just be like, okay, it's it's to the east, so we're going to go west. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the ocean is a scary place. It's one of the... It's... The, it's Ugh. unnerving. The, it is. The vastness of it is Because we don't even know. We know more about outer space than we do about our own seas. Now, there is an issue, in my opinion. We know more about what's outside of the planet than we do what's on the damn planet. Ugh. That's true to a point, of course. But, yeah. Come there's... on. It's I, I so don't bizarre. know if I... I just don't know if I would enjoy going underwater no. in a submarine. Dude, I don't I don't think so. There's a lot of I, shit. One, most submarines don't have windows, so you're kind of... Yeah, see, and that's just it. Like, if I were in a submarine, I would want to observe the world around me, right? I would want to see it from all angles, like a big bubble, right? Mm. But I think, like, there's only so far down you can go, isn't there? I mean, before, like, the well, pressure is, is so much, like, yeah. it would just crush it like a tin can. But just imagine being in that bubble. You're a couple hundred feet down, but you can't see the bottom. And you see it's something, like, it's something moving around in the shadows that look massive down there. Uh, what, do you, what do you do? <laughs> you, I don't even know. I don't even know. And then, like, think about that. Like, something that large, and you're in a small, like like I just said, like a little bubble-type submarine thing, right? Like, you see those all the time. 
like a one man thing, you know, and whatever they're in, it's a whole research team. So most likely it's fairly large. Well, this is even smaller. And that thing was bigger than that. You know, that thing was bigger than what they were in. So now, well, like, yeah. what are what are you to this fucking shark? You're a snack. That's what you are. <laughs> You're just a snack. Well, you know, like, so you've seen anglerfish, right? The pictures oh, of anglerfish, sure, like deep sure. sea fish. Yeah. You know those things. It's deceptive because there's no point of reference in the photos of those things for the most part. Those things are the size of Volkswagens. Good God. And that's just one fish that's down there. And yeah, it's you know Again, it's probably man, not like, big enough to swallow your submarine. But, but still, something like that, I, I don't even care. Like one of the coolest things I think is going to the, the zoo up here in Omaha. And they have this really cool aquarium and it's like an underground type thing where you're walking through like a tube and there's literally like sharks swimming above you, beside you. Like it's really, really cool. But that's about as close as I want to get. And these these sharks that I'm seeing, these aren't like the gigantic great white sharks, okay? These are fairly small, four-foot-long, five-foot-long sharks, okay? They're not like the big daddies that you see in like Jaws or anything like that. It's nothing like that. So I'm okay with that shit. But good Lord, bro. So I think that the reason we haven't found Bigfoot is he's actually aquatic. He has gills, and he lives underwater <laughs> he just... in that vastness. <laughs> he, he hides the gills under his fur. That's, That's what why we is. don't know about it. That's what it is. Nobody knows because we can't shave Bigfoot. We can't capture him long enough to hold him still enough to fucking shave him down to see the gills. You know what I think is great? <laughs> that your wife can only hear your part of the conversation. That's true. She only can hear what I'm saying. And so most and she likely. She knows what she thinks that is what we're talking about. You know, I think for the most part, she's pretty much just accepted the fact that I'm a freak show. So all of this just kind of like rolls off her back. Like none of this is a shock to her at all. She's not even phased right now. She's just sitting there on the couch. I'm looking at her and she's just not even fucking caring. Fresh out of fucks. She's flipping me off, though. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Crazy. I have another story. Okay. Hit me. And this one is a um it's in a long line of stories we've had on the show. Uh oh. And unfortunately there's a video on it. Okay. Hopefully the article can do it justice. I did yeah. share the video already on Facebook. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, series of eerie mystery flashes light up night sky in Ohio. Yeah, what the hell? This is just a camera on the outside of someone's house. Again, and the, it's a guy yeah. taking it, a guy and his wife and dog taking the trash out. They don't even notice the flashes at first until they start walking down the driveway. Um, oh, it says an Ohio man and his daughter were left scratching their heads when they spotted an eerie and inexplicable series of flashes that lit up the night sky. The puzzling event reportedly occurred earlier this month in the community of Bethel as Tim and Carol Walker were on in the process of taking out their trash for pickup the following morning. The otherwise routine chore took a very weird turn when the young girl noticed that the sky had suddenly become illuminated by what seemed to be a sizable flash of light. Jesus. 
Fortunately, the puzzling scene happened to be captured on video by the family's home security system. In the footage, the duo can be seen pulling a trash can across the driveway and then stopping to watch the odd flashes, which were largely red and orange in the sky, which doesn't suggest electricity. Typically, red, uh, typically electrical flashes are bluish. Okay. Um, when the anomalous lights seemed to cease appearing in the sky, the pair continued to do with the chore, wondering what they'd just seen. Quote, I was scared, Carolyn told a local TV station about the incident. No I sh- thought it was an explosion when I first saw it, so it made me really nervous. However, Tim noted there seemed to be no sounds connected to the flashes and mused that it was like I was in the military. No, quote, I was in the military. It looks like something you would see in the military. The walkers were also uh, not the only witness to the event as several residents in the area reported seeing the same thing. As for what could have caused the curious flashes, both the county emergency management department and the local police said that they are stumped as the walkers were by the eerie illuminations. Meanwhile, prosaic possibilities such as transformers exploding, a meteorite, and lightning have all been ruled out. Damn. With all that in mind, oh yeah, what's your theory? But yeah, so I'm I'm watching it again right now, and it's like, what do you think? It's lighting up. Yeah, it's uh, you should go on Facebook and watch it. Everybody should go check it out. It's not like the other ones we shared before. Yeah. It's like a massive explosion. It's bigger than any like just normal light source that would be out somewhere. Yeah. It flashes Oh, the dogs are fighting. <laughs> oh, I can't hear it anyway. So. No, I didn't think that you could, but let's <laughs> see how many times it flashes. One, two, three, four. There's four fast ones. Five, six, seven. It's almost like... It's weird. They flash fast and then slow. Dude. So, one, two, three, four. four. The first four are really fast. One, two, three, four. Four fast again. One, two, three, four, five. Wow. Six. The last one's very bright. Seven. It flashed a good 15, 20 times. Brighter and brighter every time. That's so weird. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody go to our Facebook page and check that video out and let us know what you think. Damn, man. Uh, it's, it, it could be a military thing. I don't know exactly where they're at compared to any military bases around. Yeah. But... It definitely doesn't look like the other videos we've seen. Wow. Just wow. It's probably the end for us. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're all going to die. But that's what happens. Ooh, I wonder... So... Between um, the weird flashes in the sky, the coronavirus, we're we're all checking out. We haven't heard from Shaggy in a while. Yeah. Uh, Shaggy, where you at, man? It looks like there's some monstrous, mysterious boom that rocked Houston metropolitan area the other day, like a week ago. Ooh. 
I'm curious as to if he saw it or heard it. Heard <laughs> it, felt it, experienced it in some way, shape, or form. God dang. That is crazy, though. Find out. Yes, sir. That's crazy. So I don't even have any of my uh, any of my show notes since I had to like temporarily kind of like move studio. You know what I mean? Um, over here. So, but I think now just let me try to remember this. It's nine one three seven three zero seven two five five. Is that right? Yes. For the phone number for the ectoplasm number. So you can call yes, it. Call text. text. We you have sev- we have several times that people call because it'll tell me if I have a missed call. Sure, but, but they're not leaving. Le- they're not leaving a message. I tell you, man, maybe the voicemail's full. Have you checked that? Have you have you cleared it out any? Do you think that's part of the issue? No, I don't think that's part of the issue. Could be the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look here. Yeah. Skip. At voicemail. I mean, so it it's not full. We have the voicemails all the way going back to 2016. That's why I say it is probably full. <laughs> Let's see what this one says. <laughs> Our very first voicemail. Oh, cool. Yes, hello, Rick. It's Elsie Shadmaster. Oh and I just wanted to say that that Jason Poop that sounds like one fine piece of man candy, yes, he does. <laughs> I remember when I left that voicemail. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so in the last week, we've oh had 10 missed calls. Damn, guys, that's great. Keep calling. Keep calling. I yeah, mean, Jason's not going to leave a message. Jason's not going to answer, I promise, but definitely leave a message um, for sure because we would love to play it or on air. Or text us. And, yeah, if you can't get through, text us. If, the, if it does say the voicemail's through, prove me right and uh, leave, a, leave a text for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. It's freaking awesome, though. You know what? I'm off. still coming down from our last week's episode. Oh, Yeah. That, yeah, that story was crazy. Yeah, I, I still oh, dude, can't wrap my dude, head around it. No, I have tried. I have tried to think about it. I went to bed that night thinking about it, and it took me a bit um, to get to sleep. Like it's, it's scary. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those things that you just like. It's almost too weird to to fathom. But it happened, and Jesus, dude, I don't know. Yeah, if everybody everybody should go back and listen to that episode because yeah, it's guys, a crazy story that we have no idea what it could be. Yeah, if you if you missed last week's episode, definitely check it out. It's worth it. That's for sure. Shit. I know it's uh it's pretty freaky and the dogs and all that stuff, man. It's just like he didn't have a face. I was like, "What?" Ugh, freaked me out, dude. Freaked me out. It's just weird. You know where you can find all that stuff? At ectoplasmshow.com. You can join our patron. You can be a meat mate. That's you right. know what we forgot to mention? At the top of the show is Podbelly, Podbelly. our podcast network. That's right. Go to podbelly.com. Check us out. Check them that, out. Uh, and then one tell or two them. of them at least going to be at KC Paracon. Absolutely. Um, and definitely tell the good guys over at podbelly.com. 
that we sent you that we sent you over there but guys check out everything that they got going on over there like there's oh my gosh the the amount of podcasts that they have rocking over there is amazing and definitely something for everybody that is for sure they also have a bunch of articles that talk about how to start your own podcast that's right tips tips and tricks on making your podcast better you know it is kind of fun too because and i and i will say this you're not going to get that information in many places. A lot of people like think there's a secret to making a podcast, right? And that there's whatever information they have, they have to keep it close to their, you know, they have to keep it close and don't tell anybody. It's like a secret recipe or something like that. There's really no secret. But I tell you this, the good people over at Podbelly are going to teach you exactly what you want to know and how to do it effectively. And the and I'm trusting me. The guys over at Podbelly are some of the best. So if there's anybody to learn from, it's definitely them. For sure. Definitely don't learn from us because we don't have a fucking clue what we're doing. But, <laughs> but it'll be fine. Definitely check them out. Yeah, you could also go and get... We still have a Threadless store with awesome logos and different t-shirts you can back. bear i need to, cruise I need back to get over a couple that. new things too. i need to get back over there especially before casey paracon i gotta get a couple more shirts for sure definitely before casey i i need to update my it's science bitches shirt i need to do that he did it. He did me from behind, which felt great. I couldn't even read my own quote. <laughs> like it came out of your mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. He did uh-huh. me from behind, which felt great. Oh, that's but, old school. Hashtag ask Brian. Yeah, Jesus, that was, yeah, that get, is old school. Yeah, that was back when like it seemed like there was a Brian in almost every other article. Just ask Brian. That's good stuff. You could get a throw pillow for your for your living room. I'm sorry, but eventually I'm still going to get a shower curtain. Yeah. An ectoplasm show shower curtain. Now, I haven't ran this by the wife yet, but yeah, it's going to happen. You Maybe, to. you know what I should do, though? Maybe just an ectoplasm bath towel, like a mat, because we do have those, those floor mats for the bathroom. We do have those as well. And phone cases and uh, whatever you want. Literally. (laughs) Whatever you want. I do use my ectoplasm notebook every day. So, yeah, check that out. I use my uh, It's Science Bitches zipper pouch. (laughs) I just got the shirt that says It's Science (laughs) Bitches. And you should see the looks I get when I wear that to church, buddy. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's great. I love that. Oh, my God. So great. All right. Well, I tell you what. Let's let the good peeps go. Is there anything else that you need to say, my friend? Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. I would like to see that. I would like to see that. I tell you what, though. On our uh, old Podbean or whatever, I do see there we got a ton more followers going on on Podbean, too, man. I tell you. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. We are... Up to 765 followers just over on Podbean alone. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is what? Episode number. Let me look here. I think it's. uh, What did I say it was? 
This is episode 319, if you can believe that, my friend. Wow. It's, it's kind weird of that I, you, I put up with you for so long. I know. This is what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. I appreciate you. <laughs> but on that happy little note, peeps, we are going to let you go. Definitely, like I said, give us a call. Shoot us a text, 913-730-7255. We would love to hear from you. Um, And yeah, rate and review us on iTunes, and we will talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out.